Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, the host of the show. And the mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is teaching us that everything is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, we are all one. We're all connected. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So science is just now catching up, but it's actually not new science. This science of quantum mechanics, quantum physics has been around for over 100 years hundred years. So we scientists have been teaching us in truth exactly what spirituality has been teaching us for many years, that we're all one, we're all connected. What you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The Soul Reading Medium with Isabella Johnson. Welcome, Isabella, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Hi, Carolyn. Thank you so much. It's nice to see you again. Thank you. Yes, see you again. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, I had a reading because I have, I, most of my listeners know I have a son in spirit and i only have a reading on his birthday the first time i ever had a reading that was gifted by another guest i was gifted a reading on his birthday two three years ago and so ever since then my thing is to have a reading on his birthday so this year my reading was with isabella and it was a wonderful every reading i've ever had it's great and isabella came through loud and clear with Kyle. And also I, I learned about Isabella at the, um, it was the Afterlife Symposium in Arizona. And I know you spend some time out there. So many of the Helping Parents Heal Moms, came, you know, we were in a group talking and they all raved about Isabella. So I was like, okay, so I have to. <laughs> So Isabella, please share with our listeners, see, I know about you, I've had a reading with you, please share with our listeners your journey. How did you get started in this work of mediumship? Okay, well, Carolyn, thank you. Um, I have always been a medium. I didn't always know what it was called. Uh, as a little girl, I remember seeing people in spirit and just thinking this was everyone's experience. This is what everyone could see, what I saw. And very quickly finding out, you know, as I got a little bit older, seven or eight, that that was not true. Not everyone saw uh, their grandparents or loved ones around them in spirit. Um, and then going through my life, as I was beginning to grow up, I, I kind of got a little confused about what I was seeing and wanted to know more. So I began to really ask questions and finding out that, like you said, we really are part of all of the same. We are all a little piece of divinity. We're all a little piece of God. And we come down here for a very short amount of time, have a physical experience. My thought is, my belief, my true belief is that we come down here to have these experiences for something higher than ourselves, our soul or God, so to speak. And so what I'm able to do is to see that highest part of ourself, see the purpose and the reason why we're here and also communicate with the loved ones that have been here before us. Um, I like to, I like for them to provide evidence of things that only you and they are going to know or be, you know, some shared experiences. And they usually always show up and do a very good job of that, giving us some validations and confidence that life continues after 
the transition we call death. There is no such thing as death, really. It's just a changing of energy from one form to another. Exactly. And you know what that, exactly, I, I love to go to the science because that's what science teaches us. Science teaches us that everything is energy and that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just transforms. So we are energy and we, we come into this reality and we leave this reality, but life is eternal. I always right. say there is no death. I don't even like no. the word death because no. there is none. It's really just a transitioning. It's changing. It's removing the suit that we wear when we have a physical body and going back home, so to speak. Um, I've had a near-death experience like, almost eight years ago. And the first thought that I had, the first conscious awareness of leaving my body was I could not imagine how my soul, the greatness of my soul, fit in that body. It was just an acute awareness that that is such a small piece of who I am. So it was it, that was one of my most favorite and profound spiritual experiences was having that NDE because it did show me the magnitude of, of each of our souls. And uh, we're just here in this little body for a very short amount of time having that. Please share that with us. How long ago was that? How long uh, it was ago? almost eight years ago. Um, I have a brain tumor. Several people that know me know I have a brain tumor. So every year I would go and have this checked and they would just kind of, you know, monitor it through the years. And this one time I was going to have an MRI, they put some uh, contrast dye in my arm and I had an allergic reaction to it instantly and my, you know, my heart stopped. I, it was very quick for me. And I just remember being above my physical body and completely detached and separate from that matter. And that's really what I want to call it. It was very much a shell for me. Um, I was able to experience every conversation that was going on around me every thought I was feeling it was if it was my own and I realized at that point I'm not separate from you ever there is no separation except that which I create and uh, I had an awareness of my children at that time and what their life experience is going to be it was really Carolyn a remembering of what I had always known um, and then again it's very hard to describe the, the timing of this because it seemed to happen concurrently um I, I saw my child who had passed several years before it was if i had never been separate from her and i just felt cocooned and pulsated with love and that's what i call god god to me is love when i say a little prayer before my readings it's dear love please help me to be able to connect with you connect with those that i'm reading and anyone in spirit that is with you um, and I very quickly after that became aware that I couldn't stay there, that I had to come back. Uh, I did not want to return kicking and screaming with younger children. So people that have lost a child or often, you know, or anyone that they love, didn't our loved one want to come back? My experience was no, I did not want to come back into this body to come back into this life. Um, but I did. And I am forever eternally grateful for that NDE. It changed the way that I view that not only the work that I do, but, but life, this thing that we call life. It is, it is a fleeting experience that we have, and it's not supposed to be as difficult as we make it. I knew that it was supposed to be easy. Yes, I agree with you 100%. My, the way I view it, and I always say this is how I view it, because I, I encourage everybody to go within their heart, and, and live their truth from what resonates as right. true for them. So what resonates as true for me is that God is 
unconditional love. Some people forget that word unconditional. They are they they try to change the meaning of unconditional. Right. Unconditional is unconditional with no conditions. God is love, but so are we because we are one with God and can never be separated from God. For me, my terminology for God is all that is. There's I love that. I love that. Yes, it's all God and it's all love. It's all unconditional love. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah, I just love to share with, you know, everybody. Because I, I say awake, I, I named the show Awake to Oneness, and that came from spirit. Everything, the, the inspiration to launch the show, the title of the show, Kyle, who's my co-host in spirit, Kyle already told me he's always with me. He's very proud of me. Um, but yes, it's awakening. Like you said, we are all a piece of, a piece. when I say a piece, a holographic piece, because right. that's a big part of it. See, when people understand what holographic means, meaning we're not just a little thumb of God, we're all of God in a drop. That's why I love Rumi's quote, you're not a drop in the ocean, you are the ocean in a drop. Right. And right. we are all of God in a drop. So not just the peace of God, but all of God. And God wants to experience all of life through us. Right. I, I agree so strong. Now I have the goosebumps with that. That was absolutely the knowing. And for several years after that experience, I, I knew that in every fiber of my soul. I knew that I, I, it was evident in every part of my life. You know, and then time begins to happen and life begins to happen. And I, I occasionally will lose sight of what I know to be true. And I find it very easy now to pull myself back into that oneness that we all are and reconnect with with what I've always known myself to be. It was really just a remembering. And, and that's what I like to do with clients after we all want to know that our loved ones are okay. We all want that evidence and, and they're more than happy to provide that for us. But I like to go a little bit deeper. Yes. What is the purpose of your being here? What is your experience? What are you to experience for God this, yes. this lifetime? What should that look like? And kind of redirecting people, reminding people where they might be off track a little bit think about doing it this way or have you considered this just a, a gentle reminder of there is a bigger purpose for you being here let's look at that exactly and I think that's so true I think true peace comes with the knowing and again when I say the knowing because I, I so many people will say well how do you know what's right you know I'm not saying in I'm not saying knowing in an egotistical manner I'm saying knowing for me and I say what I share is my truth and my knowing, but knowing it here, it resonates. This is what resonates is true for me, and I'm going to live it. And having that knowing brings you that peace of mind. And like you said, we all have like rough days, right. or rough moments where we can eat this world of illusion. This uh, it's so dense, and it feels so real. It's easy to get pulled out of that knowing that right. your spirit, your divine, you can never be hurt. There's nothing to fear. But it's so something can happen that you're okay. Then you have to wait a second. Let me remember. Right. Well, <laughs> Let me remember. One, one thing that was very strong with me that I noticed was I could not be around discourse of any kind. I could not be around gossip of any kind. I couldn't be around anything that made another less than. My compassion 
was pretty large before, but it grew so much in intensity. I, I have compassion now for every soul that is out there because it is me. It, it, is, it is as if I'm, when I have compassion for you, I'm giving that gift to myself. Exactly. And I cannot give to you anything that I don't have myself. So it, there is a myriad, and I couldn't just pick one gift from that experience. It just really solidified my knowing that yeah. there is so much more. And I, I try not to get entangled with the day-to-day -day mundane yeah. or sometimes not so mundane um, events that show up for me to learn something. I no longer believe anything happens to me. That, that died when I did. That really went away. And now I believe everything that happens, happens for me. And it's up to me what I want to make out of that. I, I cannot subscribe to victimhood of any kind. I have the power and I think that that is a difficult thing for a lot of people to recognize the power that we have. We have power, um, not so much what others choose to do. We never have power over that, but we do have complete power over how we respond to those events, which is all the power that we need. Exactly. That was a beautiful reminder for me of that. Yes, yes. Um, I, I'd like to share, you're exactly right, because I hear that the, that whole idea of victimhood is right. taking, if you, if a person believes they're a victim, <laughs> they're giving away their power, their innate right. divine power. So we, and it's their choice. And this it, it, we all have free will. So a person could actually say, yes, you know, believe I'm a victim of this life. But I know for me, I am a creator. Right. I'm, I'm a divine creator of my experience. And everything I experience, I know is for my highest good. So I do, do, do understand exactly and agree with you a thousand percent. And it, it to me, and it, it like it, this world is very, things happen that we don't prefer to happen to us. Right. But it's how we respond. Okay, we can't, like you said, we can't control others' behaviors, others' um, actions towards us, but it's how we respond. One of the things you made me think about when I first awake, awakened to the truth of oneness, I understood that there is no judgment, that mm -hmm. everyone is doing the best they know how to do with, with their perspective. And we each have a unique perspective, which is the way it's supposed to be. Right. It's right. the honor honor each other's perspective. So I got to the point where when I was in conversations, um, most of my friends would complain a lot. There, nothing was went right. The, they were complaining about the husband, the children, the pet, the, something. So I listened to that complaint because I felt, okay, they need to get rid of, you know, they need to release it. I listened to it for about five, 10 minutes. And after a while, I was like, okay, now let's focus on what is going right. Right. And then they they might they might make that move for a minute and then go right back to I'm like no 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 we already did the this isn't going right that's not going right. now let's just shift our focus to what is going right I found so many friends that that was hard for them to do we're so well, it is hard because yeah. we focus on what is familiar and what we focus on grows it exactly. does that that's what gets bigger so if I don't if I don't prefer something that's going on in my life, if I pay less attention to that, it absolutely goes away. I deal with people, I don't want to minimize this part of what I deal with. I deal with people that are having usually one of the worst days of their life. You don't go to see a medium if you're in an amazing spot, if you've had no loss. 
So I understand the grief that, and the stages that comes along with that. And I think that we must feel that and honor each of those things. But, but after that, we have to see the autonomy in, in that person that we may have lost and look at it, change the way that we even view what we view as a loss is exactly. to that that is out of our control. What can we gain from that relationship? And now what do we take forward into this and change the way that we view? Again, like you said, I love that so beautifully. What I don't prefer, what I prefer and put more attention onto what I prefer will grow. Exactly. Attention where where you put your attention in that it's science. It's, it's spirituality all balled up into one because science has even proven what you put your attention on will grow. Right. So you want your attention. I say the definition, my definition for worry is praying for what you don't want to happen. Because I love you're just that. focusing yeah. on what you don't want. No, focus on what you do want. You know, and it, it is a choice and there is no judgment. And someone decides, oh, I'm not there yet, you know. I, I, I honor everyone's choice, everyone's, you know, path. I honor because right. I know we're all unique divine and everything happens in perfect divine timing. We all are going to awaken to the truth of who we are in our own perfect timing. Yeah. So when yeah. I, when I was in my NDE, that was a, a large part of that was I realized there had not been nothing that I had ever done wrong or could ever do wrong. I carry that judgment with me there. Um, and and uh, at the same time, I was incapable of holding that because there was so much, so much love was put yes. onto me by God, yes. by myself, by spirit. You have done a good job. Well done. You did it. Every critical thought was coming in my mind, but I could have done this differently or better. It was met with, you did well. Love you. I love you. This is all perfect. And I know that everyone who's in spirit has had that exact same experience as well too. Um, We need to figure out a way here when we're in the physical to kind of forgive ourselves, to let things go, to not hold on to, you know, in grief, you've lost a child. I've lost a child. There are, there has probably been days and weeks and months on end where you've thought, if I only would have done this differently, if only would have, could have should have the bargaining and the guilt that comes along with that, helping to release that and to see, the the courage and the choices that you made and hold on to those and if you don't think you did well then do better next time forgiveness is a huge part of this as well too yes and that's so true that's a great point you brought up because unconditional forgiveness also comes with first forgiving yourself right because you can't truly forgive another if you haven't forgiven yourself so everything starts with you so you know true love true forgiveness all of that starts within you and then you're able to give that to another like you said you can't give to another what you don't have for yourself and then you realize that you and that other are truly one and not separate but first it has to start within you then you can give it to the uh, to the rest of the world and that's what we're here to do we're here to shine our light on the rest of the world and our unique light we're not supposed to be all the same we're supposed to be different and that's the spice of life they all how boring would it be if we all believe the same thing if we all had the same thoughts and likes and needs and desires i think that would be that would be a little tedious after a while for me i think i enjoy everyone being different and i don't need to debate you to understand you or to love you i can appreciate where you're coming from and what your experience is and honor that 
Exactly. That is so true what you just said. Unity within diversity. I like to use that phrase a lot, meaning I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to have the same beliefs as you, but I know I can love you because I right. know you are a divine aspect of God and I can love you and honor you without agree. And I don't have to debate. So a person can share their beliefs. I'm going to share my beliefs. They don't have to agree at all, but we can share in love and respect for right. one another. And then if we, if the whole world did that. Could you imagine how amazing this would oh be? My we were goodness. all respectful of each other and we all allowed each other to grow at, at the independent time. And we just, you know, I think of it as when our children are little and they're having a tantrum on the floor too. I don't stop loving you when you're doing that. I appreciate that's your experience. You might not have the vocabulary at that time to understand what you're experiencing, but I'm not going to stop loving you because you're having a difficult time. And I know for myself how many times I appreciate God having that patience with me when I was struggling as well, too. Or myself recognizing that you're going to make it through this. Just be kind and honor what you're experiencing now. And also the things I, the things I resist tend to stay a little bit longer, too. If I allow an emotion just to come out and experience it, it usually goes away much more quickly than if I resist it. Oh, I, I go back to grief on this because that's the work that I deal in. A lot of us have, you know, the guilt and the anger is, is a part of grieving as well, too. And especially as a, a woman, I do not have the same experience and encouragement that perhaps a male would have as right. far as anger goes. When I can allow any anger that I have, allow it to come out, recognize it for what it is, make no judgment. It leaves me so quickly other than when I resist it or I, I can't be angry at you. I can't be angry at that experience. Just honoring it and acknowledging it, poof, it, it leaves so quickly. This is so true. I mean, we do, we humans, I think society teaches us to kind of stuff down our emotions, right? which is the worst thing to do because you have to feel it. You have to feel it to release it so it can transform. The right. more you try to push it away, the stronger it's going to come back. So you have to allow yourself to feel it. Let the tears flow. If you feel, if you want to punch a pillow, you want to, you, you're angry and you want to hit something. I wouldn't say hit a wall or hit right. your, your partner. Or no, hit, but pillows are but a great thing Hit a to pillow, you know, find a nice pillow to punch up, to beat yeah. up on, to release it, to help release that pinned up energy. But that's the only way. Feeling it, so you can release it, so you can transform it. And people, after they have a really good cry, or a really good beating up a pillow session, they feel so good afterwards. Right. Because they allowed it to release and transform. Yes. That's very true. It, I don't think there is any emotion that is ever wasted or lost or that we cannot benefit or learn from. And, and grieving is the time for most of us when all of our emotions come to the forefront. And if you give the gift, especially if you are a parent that's lost a child and perhaps you still have children or are those around you, you allowing yourself to grieve and go through that experience. What a gift for those around you because we are taught how to grieve. Yes. We are taught how to have this experience of loss. And I want to be an excellent teacher. I want to make this a topic that we're, we don't, we don't make you know, it, death is taboo. You know, that, that topic we don't talk about. We don't talk about the feelings of those of us left behind that don't want to be here any longer. You know, that's not something we're supposed to talk about, but it is an almost universal feeling that we've all experienced. So yes. getting it out and, and sharing it with others teaches them how to handle it as well. Exactly. It's a gift for all of us. 
Yes, it is. It truly is. And I, like I said, I um, am associated with Helping Parents Heal, which is a wonderful organization where we are able to talk about the, I go to a Helping Parents Heal meeting and all of the parents there have children in spirit and we're all sharing stories how, how our children are still contacting us are still connecting to us and all of the beautiful miracles everyday miracles that we know that our children are still with us so we so it's not we go there we you think oh this is going to be a sad meeting or anything never sad it's always full of joy we have so much you know and we could still cry and they're joyful tears because we know that our children are still with us and they are happy to see that we're discovering our purpose like you said we're all here for a unique purpose and when you discover that purpose that's another thing that will just bring your soul joy and when you, you, you're walking in your purpose mm-hmm. and you know that you're walking in your purpose, your loved one on the other side sees that and they're like rooting for you. And right. They're- you, they've got it. They've got, you know, I think there is a celebration and, and it gives me a lot of comfort as well, too. When I'm, when I'm channeling or, or I provide the conversation with heaven, that is my job. I am their voice. Yes. Um, they allow me to feel and experience what, what they've had here in the physical so I just provide that conversation with those in spirit. And when we get it, when those of us still here get it, you should see the expressions of those in spirit. They really, it is a celebratory event. They have worked so hard for us to know that they're still here. Yes. There is no real separation that, that love cannot die. It is the one thing that can never lose any form. As a matter of fact, it grows. I think love expands after a loss. Yes. Um, we, we have the realization that there is no permanence here in attachment. We question everything as we should. And if we allow it, loss can be a real spiritual growth for all yes. of us. If exactly. we allow it. And true. Well, in truth, what you just said, and this is my, my viewpoint on, on all of our challenges in this physical realm. I do believe that we plan these challenges absolutely ahead of time. And I believe we plan these challenges to help us to wake up, to remember who we truly are. So in essence, our challenges are our greatest blessings. Right. I believe that. And from the spiritual, I try to look at everything from the spiritual perspective and not the limited, because the limited human perspective is extremely limited. That has, that has been proven scientifically. Right. That we can't, we could see like 0.0035% of what's actually out there. Right. We, we could see just the, and, and, and science has proven this. Science has proven because with their instruments, it's like, <laughs> there's so much more out there. They, they call it now dark matter. Dark matter and dark energy is like 96% of the universe is made of dark matter and dark energy. So this is energy and matter we can't see. So, right. <laughs> so if you and I say this, if we just go by what our human senses are are telling us, we, we are, miss so much. We really yeah. miss so much. And we, in, are, in spirit, we are denying so much of what is really right. our Yes. And my experience in spirit was it was as if I had been walking in the dark with maybe a flashlight for all of my life, and then being in spirit realizing just seeing the brightness of what was and I could look on forever and ever and ever and still find more Um, it was very difficult Carolyn coming back here into a body and having this experience it was 
that was challenging. I'll have to say that was not something that I wanted to do, yes. but I, I'm grateful that I did it because it has provided me with a bigger opportunity to yes. pass on what I learned to other people. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. It, exactly. it is my truth and my experience and it does mirror so much those that have had a similar experience. Right. And you can't, your, your soul brought you back. Your My soul brought me back. Your soul brought you back because your higher self knew you still had work to do and you're doing it. That's Let's hope. I try every day. I, yes. try, I really do try to be a service every day and find where, where I can do the most good and where when I transition this time, you know, and stay there, yes. I want to genuinely feel that, okay, you really did well. You did exactly what you were supposed to do this time. And that's my hope. That's really my hope. And I hope it continues to grow and evolve. And it certainly has over the last eight years. I I have been doing this work for 33 years professionally. And in the last eight years, the scope of the work that I do, the amount of information that I get and that I feel and that I sense uh, grown exponentially. It it just is amazing now. And I I hope that continues. I hope it continues to grow. It shall. And you had mentioned karma. Now, here's my take on karma. Um, when we transition, everyone goes through a life review. Correct. It's us. When we go through our life review, because when we go through our life review, we feel everything that other person felt. So, so if right. we said something, and say we didn't even intentionally mean to hurt somebody, but they got hurt by it. We feel that pain, right? Because we feel it because we're one, we're connected with them, you know. So, in spirit, we can feel all of that, we can feel the results of everything that we did in our life review. So, we're like, oh, I want to go back and make that better. That was my so thought. That was, my, that was my thought. I knew that there would be a very yeah. short amount of time before I wanted to come back and do it differently. And when I'm when I am doing a reading. I have oftentimes people come through and apologize and the person I'm speaking with will say, oh, that was so minor or, you know, or that was a big deal. Thank you. Because I know those in spirit understand and, and feel where, where they might have, where they might have been able to do better or where there was a deficit of some sort, they know our experience and that trickles down sometimes generation after generation. And, and they want to make that amend. They want to make that right. They're loved. They understand that. Yes. They just want to know that we get it as well too. Yes. So when people talk about karma, though, I want people to understand that karma is self-imposed. Right. No, it's not God on the cloud. No, it's punishing you. We are doing it to ourselves. No, it's not. Karma is not a punishment. It's all karma is is balance. And it's your own balance, meaning you have chosen to balance out that energy. Right. That's that's what it's all about. Yes. There's no no there's no punishment because all there is is unconditional love. Right. It's like, I mean, for God is all that is, and for God to say I'm going to punish you, it's like me saying I'm going to punish my pinky. Yeah, right. punish a no part of me. Yeah, you know, it's like no. God knows that you're part of me. And we're all one. And so there's no such thing as punishment on the other side. It's just you you choose to come back and try mm-hmm. again. That's it's your choice. Yes. Your and choice. how many of us here now having this experience though think that raise your hand if you think that you would want to come back? And I promise very few hands would be raised in that. But the second we're there, we just know 
oh, I could have done that this way. Oh, you know, it's just a knowing. And there is, there is a, there is just an understanding that this is so temporary. Exactly. This is so temporal. This is, this is a blink of an eye in eternity. When I hear eternity, I can't even grasp what that is. My mind cannot grasp that. So why would I not in spirit assume that I would, of course, come back and do it until I, until I balanced it out, so to speak, or perhaps balanced it on a bigger level, balance it out for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that happens too. I think there's where your karma is balanced, but you choose to come back to help the rest of humanity. Right. I really think a lot of souls here in 2019 are here for that purpose. Not that they're balancing out their karma. Their karma right. is already good, but they said, I got to come back. I got to come back to help others. I agree with yes. that. In Buddhism, they have a Buddhisattva is what that is. And that is really, a. I think you're right. There are so many of us that seem to have bit off so much in this lifetime and going, why would we do this? What would be the point of that? What's the lesson for us? And if you can't find the lesson for you, I promise you it's there for someone else. Exactly. Just be open to that possibility that perhaps the suffering is not for you. It might be for someone else to get the lesson. Exactly. We, we just don't view it Religion has played an amazing role in our life, and I hope it continues to do so. But a lot of that was built on control, and a lot of that was built to to confine us somewhat. It, it, and, and there is a place for religion, I think, yes. in so many of our lives. But God is bigger than the box of religion. God is yeah. so much bigger than that. Exactly. And there is no judgment. There is just not us versus them. It's we all are in this together. Yes. Let's remember that. Yes, so true. Very, very true. Yes, I agree with you. It's whatever resonates. Now, for me, I was sent to Catholic school as a mm -hmm. child. And I had religion every day in class as a young child's first kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And it never, it didn't resonate in my heart. I'm like, hmm, something doesn't sound quite right here. Right. I was brought up in the 60s by very strict, um, my father was very strict. And a child is to be seen and not heard. So right. I couldn't ask any questions. But I'm just saying, this is not resonating. I'm hearing the, the teachings and... The, the, the concept is God is love. I get that. And I agree. Yeah. But unconditional love. But then there's all this other stuff drawn. It, it's not so evident. It, yes. it, it's the speech, but it's not really something that's evident. And, and a lot of people too, religion works very well for them up until a point where we have a big question. And again, I go back to loss with that because that seems to be one point where we all universally question why are we here? What's the purpose of life? What is all of that? And again, it is just this amazing opportunity for us to ask those questions and to get those answers. And to, if, if that no longer works for you, find something that does. Ask, ask for something bigger or that fits your soul to be made evident to you. I promise you it will. It will yes. show up. Yes. I ask people all the time. I was like, okay, whatever your beliefs are, whatever your religion is, Ask yourself and, you know, go in a quiet spot and ask yourself, why? Why do I believe this? Why do I believe that? Does, does it come from you or does it come from outside of you? Right. Is, is it, does it come from a parent? Does it come from a church? Does it come from teachers? Does it come from society? Well, right. Your answer is, oh, I believe it because all of society believes it. I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe... Ask your heart. Ask right. your heart that question. Ha ask your own soul. Go within and find out what you truly believe. Because I knew very young that 
the the dogma of religion just didn't resonate with me. And I knew that from very young. I was very active in church at one mm -hmm. time because it was a social place. I had friends and, you know, I was, you know, really active. But still, there's so much that I'm like, I would hear it and mm, yeah, that doesn't resonate. That doesn't, that doesn't ring true in my heart. And then when I did, when I woke to the truth of oneness, which was in 2007, from a, a science documentary, what mm -hmm. the truth. So when I, 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 I got it, I'm like, wow, I get it. And understanding for me, understanding oneness was my key to understanding the reason for me being here. And all my questionings were answered with that one understanding. Now that's my journey. Right. So I don't know if that's going to be, because I, I, I told friends, you've got to watch this documentary, What the Bleep, and they watch it and like, Huh? I don't get it. What? What's the big deal? You know? that, that's the truth for you. And that's what your soul is supposed to be experiencing. Now I have people of every faith and no faith that I speak with every day. Yes. No one's wrong. No yes. one is wrong in their experience. It is supposed to be your experience. And if it no longer fits, trade it in for something that does. It's okay. And I, I, I think we're a better we're a better oneness because there is so much diversity in that. And you bring this piece in and I bring this piece in. And for myself... Catholicism, I think, is beautiful, and I love the saints, and I love to read the books about, you know, about their mystical experiences, and Hinduism is beautiful to me, and Buddhism is beautiful, yes. and I honor so much of Judaism, and um, yes. all of the religions, I think, yes. bring a little piece, but they're all united in that line of God is love. love. Yes. We are love, yes. and we forget that. That's the part that we just have a judgment to well god would love us except or god loves them except this we're yes. not separate we're yes. we're all one and that includes in spirit as well too exactly exactly and i think that's one of the first thing when we do transition when we leave this space suit this body right. that you know we'll go back to dust dust to dust you know it'll go back to the ground it'll go back to dust when this body when we leave this body i think the first thing we realize wow, I'm not my body. I yeah, that was my body. first experience, and it was a, a huge one. It was a yes. huge awakening and awareness. I could not believe, I, I am not a, a big person at all. I'm a very slender, you know, tiny person. And what came out of that body yes. was enormous, enormous. Yes. And each of us possess that same soul. Each of us possess that same yes heart it, not a piece of god a god showing up in this experience yes yes this is so true because true and truth the larger part of us is always in spirit right you know, when we go to sleep that's why our body takes and goes to sleep at night so our we could our soul can just have fun you know in spirit because the soul doesn't need to sleep Right, the body needs rest, so the body rests, so the soul and the soul is having, and then it was like, Okay, wake up, and okay, I'm back in my body. But right. the body, I think of the body as like a car, like a vehicle that we use to get around in this mm -hmm. reality. But and how many cars have you gone through in life, right? Right, <laughs> you know? no, that's, I like that analogy, that's actually a really that makes a lot of sense, and that might that might sound true to someone. I hope that it does. You yeah. know, and it just because the body fails does not mean that we can no longer have a vehicle to get around with. We just choose another one. Exactly. Um, I, I don't ever push my views on reincarnation onto people because I, I know that that is a, that is my view. That is my experience. That's my understanding, but it may not be right for you. Um, I, I just know 
that I could not have learned everything that I know today. And what I know today is a very small piece of, of what is out there in just this lifetime. Mm -hmm. I just could not have accrued in this small amount of time. In 50 years, there's no way I could have the knowledge that I do. And I don't have that much knowledge, Carol. I mean, no, there is still so much missing. Right. I, I, hope, I hope in some lifetime that I gather that and, and everything gets balanced. And I hope that for each and every one of us as well, too. Yes. Well, I, I agree with you 100%. And what I, um, for me, I stopped using, remember I said I stopped using the word death? For me personally, yeah. I stopped using the word reincarnation when, for me, my belief, there is no such thing as time. Einstein said time is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. I believe in simultaneous incarnations, meaning I believe every life that we are, are living, have lived, will live. We're living right here. All there is is the now. One of my right. favorite books is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. But I truly believe, because um, we as, in, in our human form, we need something to keep us on track. Past, present, future. Right. You know? So that's a linear, but there is no linear in spirit. It is all happening now. Right. So our past lives, our future lives, our present life, we're all living. So I, I, I replaced the word reincarnation for myself with simultaneous. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yes. That's actually much more accurate because, it, you know, if you've ever done a, a past life hypnosis regression, you will, you will swear that you are having that experience. And I think that we are able to tap into that. We yeah. are able to kind of cross the, the time space illusion because it is yeah. one. Yeah. And, and tap in sometimes to these moments. I think that could be what deja vu is in certain exactly. situations. Oh, we've been here. Or maybe, you know, yes. I, I don't have the vocabulary to speak of this topic as exactly. well as you might have. But I do know that what you're saying is true for me. Yes. I, it, this is all happening at one time. And we do need the illusion of a body. And we do need the sequential events of days, months, time. And yes. I think that's imperative for us to yes. have this experience. If Without it. I don't know that we could learn the same. Exactly. And so it is important to have these experiences, but to, to put so much importance on this is, yes. is, a, is a mistake, I think. Yes. Because well, I it's remember, all happening at once. I remember as a young child, I, had a, I would have a lot of deja vu moments. Mm. I, I've, I did this before. I've right. Yeah, I really, I mean, as, and then children are closer to spirit. So those things happen, you know, your, your ability started when you were a child. I've always had this. I've always yes. been able to tap in and see at any time that I want anything that's going on. Remote viewing is to me, it's happening right now. Even if it's happened in the past, it's all exactly. happening now. Exactly. And I think when I'm speaking to your loved ones in spirit, they are reliving those moments that we're talking about. They are able to pull those memories because they can still go into that space at any time. Um, that's where we know that, that that is true. Here, we, we have a difficult time grasping that. Yes, that's so true. And I do, I do believe that, um, that you were blessed because you didn't have an adult in your life that really tried to pound that out of you. Correct. So many children come you know, with those gifts, but they, the society, parents, society, school, whatever, kind of 
pounds it out of them. Right. Well, there was, uh, no, I didn't want it to seem all Pollyanna-ish. My mother was gifted. My grandmother was gifted. But, but the world around us was not that way. So I really had to learn how to, I could never figure out how to control it. I mm -hmm. still can't. I, everywhere I go, I still see those in spirit and I still see time as, you know, this instead of this. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think now I've gotten with life experience, the courage and the, um, that might be not the right word. I've gotten the confidence to, yep. to pass the messages along in a way now that, that really speaks to someone and you know it, it's not unusual for me to go up to someone in the store and say your grandmother's here your child is here and pass that message along and it okay. gives such comfort to be able to do that it makes someone stop and think for a moment you know what there is there is maybe life after life and if i can even introduce that because most people don't even know the answer to that question it's a hope but yes. it's not a surety at this point Yes. So however I can be of service to do that. And you're right. I think we do such a disservice to children when we minimize or tell them, no, that's not true. Or there is no such thing or, or that was just your imagination. Exactly. That, that just hurts to hear yes. someone say that because those experiences are true. They are still my experiences today. Yes. Well, that was great that you had generations above you that right. could nurture that. But I know that's unique. I, I am unique in that situation. Yes. Most people do not have that. But yes. it is it is getting a little bit more widely accepted, I think. Yes, it um, is. The culture is opening up spirituality. We couldn't have had this conversation 20 years ago or yes, 30 I, years ago. I couldn't ago. have had this we, show 20 years ago. Right. We didn't have the internet like this no. 20 years ago. But, yes. you know, even this topic is, is more widely yes. open because we're more widely open. I think we're realizing science has brought an amazing benefit into this work because so much of it can be proved scientifically. Yes. And with the work that I do, it's tested. Yeah, double blind tested, single blind test in some situations. They can do MRIs and EEGs to see how mind, mind works a little bit differently yes. and how it is having multiple conversations at one time. So yes. I think science is catching up yes. or we're um, catching up to science. Well, well, science. No, I I agree with you. Science. There's so much science, re, scientific research going into communicating with those right. on the other side. I mean, so I just found the article just the other day about a a scientist, and I forget Robert Langzins. I'm probably Robert is his first name. Anyway, uh -huh. but the thing that was unique about him is that he was he was named in the New York Times as one of the top three scientists living today. And he, in his book, shows the proof that there is life after death. So, the, so what got me is here's mainstream media. Right. New York, Times, uh, New York Times Magazine is naming this guy like one of the top three um, scientists in the world. And this guy is saying, I can prove you, there, prove to you scientifically there is life after death so that that was like i love hearing that right when this what we do the work we do meet meets mainstream media mm -hmm. that is what i love and i'm seeing more and more of that in the mainstream and i think people are hungry for something like that as well too there's a curiosity there there's a question there that that wouldn't have been available or maybe wasn't as widely subscribed to 10 15 20 years ago even so I think that science is just going to continue to outpace us hopefully one day and show us all the abilities that we we have within ourselves. And we limit, we are so 
we have serious problems as human beings limiting our ability and limiting our behavior. And I think a part of that is fear-based. It was all fear-based. Um, we have the control. We have the power. Again, on myself, I can't control what you do. I can't control your experience, but I can control mine. And I can, I can manifest in my life the things that I wish to experience by what I put my focus on. And science proves that to be true. Very true. And now think about, think how um, things were in 1900. Right. Compared to 2000, that's just a hundred years. Um, it saw that the the growth of technology was exponential. But here's the thing: that growth in technology is actually speeding up. Right. If we compare 1900 to 2000. Imagine with 2000 to 3000. It's just going to be. Oh, I. I, I mean, my mind. <laughs> can't even fathom. Yeah, and I saw someone who didn't know what a payphone was, and I felt really out of date at that point. So I can't imagine the technology that's going to be available in even fifty years from now. I exactly. Think, exactly. I, I'm excited about that. I, I, I say twenty-five years from now. Probably. I have, probably. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm lucky that I can use my phone, Carolyn. So my cell phone. It's a, that's a big leap for me. So I'm so happy there are people that are smarter than I am. Don't <laughs> worry. No worries. Now, you are in Arizona. Um, have you heard of Dr. Gary Schwartz? I have. Mm -hmm. Yes, the soul. He's been a guest on the show, the Soul Phone Foundation. Right. I truly believe that because I've had a lot of scientists on the show and so many scientists that are working with communicating with the afterlife. Um, I believe within 25 years. We'll oh, be I think sooner at least. At yeah. Least. I, th I think it's going to start by texting. I think we'll be able to text our loved ones in spirit within 25 years. I, I believe that to be yes. true. And I think probably even less than that. I just, I, I know there are so many wonderful things on the horizon yes. that, that are so close to being available to all of us. Yes. And I, I think even without technology, we yes. have the ability to communicate with our loved ones. This is so uh, true. I don't think I am particularly unique. I, I mean, I, I really don't think that. I just was never told this couldn't be possible, that this wasn't real. I think each of us can attain that ability to communicate with our loved ones. I see them clearly as though I see you and I. Perhaps yes. you might not reach that level, but I know that they want us to know that they're still here and will do everything in their power to make that happen. Yes, they want us to know that they're still with us and they're okay and they want us to be happy. What makes right. them happy is when we're happy. And their frequency and their vibration is so high that when we're able to get in that space, and again, that doesn't happen immediately and I encourage everyone, take the time that you need to grieve. I'm not, I'm not asking you to ignore that or, or expedite that grief because it's just not possible. But when we are in that space of joy, that's the frequency that they're in. They're, they're unable to come down to our deep pain. They, they know that we're experiencing that. They send love, but they can't have those emotions and feelings. We need to raise our vibration and our energy to their level. And zoom, zoom. It's just like this that they come in. It's yes, it, exactly it's true. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. They do want us to raise our vibration so they can meet us. They right. want to meet us. So please, now we, we talk a lot, we've talked a lot about parents, but not just parents, but anyone that has a close loved one in spirit, can you just give them tips? I know that, like you said, you can't expedite it. And that's the worst thing to do. The worst right. thing to do is pretend you're not hurting. 
to try to push away your fear, your anger, your grief, to push it away is the worst thing to do. Because when you try to push it away, it just comes back even stronger. You have to allow it. Right. You have to feel it. And that that's the only, my, I lost my husband almost four years ago. And I remember thinking, I, I need to feel every single second of this, because if I allow myself to feel it, all of the pain, all of the anger, all of the sadness, all of the fear that came along with that, I knew I was going to be able to move through it much more quickly. And I, I don't want to minimize that I could see my husband while I was doing that. So my, my grief is a little bit different. So I, I had that, you know, his assurance right here that, that he was still here, but I allowed myself to feel it. Um, it's going to be different for everyone. If you if you get anger out through a physical act of hitting a pillow, if you get anger out through writing, get it out. If you need to cry for five days straight and not take a shower, do that. Know that it will move through you. Um, once once we hit acceptance, it's it's the time I think when we maybe realize that this is not going to kill us. We are going to survive this, and we have to start thinking about what's in the future for us. That's a great point for people to begin to reach out and see how they personally can feel their loved ones or friends or, or people in spirit around them. And trust me, they, they want to do it. For some people, meditation works very well. For some people, mm -hmm. they can't, they say, I can't quiet my mind. Spirit right. knows how to connect with each of us. And it's a really unique journey, but we can all absolutely do it. Yes, I agree. One of the tips I give is to go out in nature. I just yes. love nature and being cooped up in the house. So, I mean, once the weather is nice on a beautiful day, just go to a lake, go to a park, just go be, just sit, you know, quiet. Even if you can't quiet your mind, just sitting around surrounded by nature that it's, it's going to raise your vibration. Right. That's true. And for some people that are unable to do that or, or just don't like to do that, I always say be of service to someone else because when you are taking your, energy when you're taking your eyes off of yourself and your problems and focusing that onto someone else it moves somehow magically it moves us through grief we realize that we are not singularly alone in our pain that there is someone always in a more difficult spot than we are it just seems to connect those in spirit with us as quickly as being out in nature as quickly as meditation taking the focus off of yourself again this isn't the spot to be in when you're three months out from a significant loss but when you're in nine months to a year, 18 months, start doing for others. Start putting that energy onto someone else. If you've lost a child, if you've lost a spouse, if you've lost a parent, what did they love? Begin yes. to do that for others. Begin to focus that love, refocus that love onto someone else. Mm -hmm. it's, it's magical. Yes, that's so true. That's just, it, it works magic too. When you're exactly, I, I did that one time. This is many years ago. I can't remember if this was before I was awake to oneness or, or, or it might be just before I, I saw what the bleep. I was mm -hmm. just having a really, really, really bad day and, and several days. Just right. like, and then something just told me, you know what? Stop focusing on you. Right. What can you do for another person? That just got, that thought just kind of popped in my mind. Stop focusing on what quote unquote is going wrong in right. your life. What can you do right now for another person? And I was like, okay, you're right. And then I <laughs> so and it made it didn't it made a world of difference, it right? Really it does, and it it just moves us through our pain, and we realize that yes, we've had a significant loss. Yes, our life will never be the same. 
but there are other people out there as well. And grief, it, it, it is an egotistic time. It is a soul-searching time as it should be. Our life is never going to be the same again. It, it is drastically and forever changed. That is not always a negative thing. That is not always something that is world-ending. You know, we, we say, and I'm sure I've said it before, I don't know what I would do if I'd lost a child and then I've lost a child. I, I couldn't survive that, and yet I survived. How did I do that? I continued to live, and then I started to do for others. I took the focus off of my pain and realized there's pain out there everywhere. How can I make my pain go away by helping you with yours? It goes back to that oneness. Yes. We're all experiencing loss. It, it, it's varying degrees, but we, we do not escape life unscathed. We do not escape life without loss. And this is Focus so on where you can help. This is so true what you just said, because also I realized, realize, I realized that life, this is for me again, I always have to say that, I realized that life is always changing and moving. Yes. It's never still. It's always, so we, we tend to get attached in this, um, which, which is something that is impermeant. So right. this, this world is always changing. It is never going to stay. Your body is never going to stay. No, you are not the same as you were 30 years ago. Exactly. There, exactly. There is, Nothing. After feeling, wait five minutes. It will change. Nothing yes. remains the same forever. Exactly. Nothing remains the same in this life experience. And when we get so attached to, to something, that's when we feel that pain. And we have to realize, wait a second. This life is always changing. Right. And now I just have to change. I have to change with it. You know, go with that flow of life. Yes. Yeah. And attachment creates fear. It, you know, so whatever I am deeply attached to, I am deeply afraid to lose. I don't want that to change any way in my life. And it always does. Relationships change, even if it isn't death. Marriages change. Families yeah. change. Work situations change. It always is evolving. We have to remember to evolve with it because when we're stubborn and stodgy and in our own way, yes. oh, it just makes that change so painful and we take it so personally. It's not. It's yes. life happening. It's an opportunity for growth. You don't take that one. Something stronger is going to come along. You will get the lesson. Yes. Yes. Like I say, when you push back, when you resist, that's when it persists. Right. It comes back stronger. Right. That's the universal law. So when you push it back and you resist it, it's going to come back at you stronger. Right. So, yes. Yes. Absolutely. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Oh, I've enjoyed it as well, too. Thank you, Carolyn. It's so nice to see you. Thank you for this opportunity. This is my one of my favorite topics in the world. I could talk about spirituality and and life after and life all of all day long it's what exactly I it's my first life after life life after life we are all a piece of it we're all having you're having a separate experience for me but you are never separate from me at any moment exactly please share with our listeners how they can follow you how they can get in touch with you if anybody's out there look look would want a reading you know what with you sure yeah um, you, you can find me on the soulreadingmedium.com which is the website um please don't ask me how to do that because again technologically <laughs> i am i am not i i do not do that very well also on facebook isabella johnson the soul reading medium um, I'm sure there are other ways. I have an amazing assistant that does all of this for me that just allows me to work. She does, she handles all of that scheduling and booking and website and Facebook. Um, but it's Isabella Johnson, the soul reading medium. 
Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, this Caroline. Has been so pleasurable. And we thank you. I'm going to be in Phoenix in September. Will you be in Phoenix at that time? I could be in September. I do travel quite a bit during the summer with work, but I am I'm either in Phoenix or California or Pennsylvania or in, in a city near you, I do group readings. If anyone would like to book that again, you can find out the information about that on my website or through my assistant. She can help you with that. Any questions that you may have. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. This has been such Thank a you, Carolyn. conversation. I love what you're doing. Keep on doing it. And we will eventually meet up in person. I just want to give you a big hug. I didn't Thank realize you were, how tall are you? You said you're a little. I'm five, five. But I, I'm, I'm barely five five. Oh, okay. See, I'm shorter than you. I'm five How one. You? I'm five one and a half. <laughs> I win. You win that. No, no, you win that. I'm just, I'm this little tiny string thing, and so that to me is very little. But no. Okay. And I just, I, I'm tiny in height wise, and I'm starting to put on weight, so that <laughs> I have to stop doing. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Carolyn. And this has been so wonderful. Love you. Have nothing but love for you. Okay, thank you.